Today is Monday, February 11th, and this is the High Times News Hit. I'm Mike Hughes. Each day, we discuss the top pot stories from the U.S. and around the world, and we're going to get started doing just that in a moment. But first, a very important announcement. If you plan on attending our upcoming Los Angeles Medical Cannabis Cup this February 16th and 17th, there's been a change of venue. We no longer will be holding the event at L.A. Center Studios. The cup will now take place just a short distance away at Glendale Studios in Glendale, California. The event will still feature the very best of Southern California's medical cannabis scene. Danny Danko and I will still be recording a live free weed in our Saturday night concert featuring Redman and the game will go on as planned. In fact, nothing has changed except the venue. So remember, the LA Medical Cannabis Cup will now take place at Glendale Studios. You could head over to medcancup.com for more details. All right, let's move on to today's top pot news. One of the most controversial subjects surrounding marijuana is the debate over drugged driving limits. While many smokers believe they drive better when stoned, those who support setting too high to drive limits point to alcohol's long established legal limits as proof that such laws work. The trouble is, unlike alcohol, marijuana is detectable in one system long after the individual is no longer high. So those who oppose setting marijuana driving limits point to the perfectly sober drivers being wrongfully convicted for indulging in a joint the day before. This is pertinent again because Colorado's legislature is currently taking on this issue and two studies are at the forefront of that debate. One study published a year ago analyzed data from nine previous studies and concluded that acute cannabis consumption nearly doubles the risk of collision resulting in serious injury or death. However, there are several problems with that study, including the unreliability of determining if those involved in such collisions were actually high when the accidents occurred. The second study, released last November, looked at the 16 U.S. states with laws establishing legal limits for marijuana in the system of a driver, including some states with zero-tolerance policies on the books. In that study, researchers found that such legal limit laws have no impact on so-called drugged driving fatalities. This year's bill on the subject of driving stone, Colorado House Bill 1114, gets its first committee hearing Tuesday afternoon. It would set the stone driving limit at 5 nanograms of THC per milliliter of blood. And sticking with marijuana and motor vehicles, a potential license plate violation led to a surreal scene in Fairview, Tennessee, as a man led officers on a medium speed chase, refusing to pull over. The driver, never pushing his speed past 60 miles an hour, didn't want to stop for the cops because he was currently in possession of marijuana, and after all, this is Tennessee. Things took an odd turn when officers claimed they saw the man attempting to toss something out of the passenger side window. At first, officers assumed it was a weapon, but it turned out to be weed. The only problem, well, the biggest and most humiliating problem, was that the driver thought the passenger side window of the vehicle was open. Turns out, it was closed. So the man was simply tossing pot all over his car. Let's let the arresting officer and some local reporter break down the scene. He was throwing the marijuana uh, out he thought was the open window, but the window was actually closed. So the marijuana's hitting the window and bouncing all over his car? Bouncing all over his car. So when you pull him out, he's got marijuana on him? All over him. O on his clothes? On his clothes. In his car, on his seats, in his, in his speakers? Correct. You got a mess of marijuana. Right. <laughs> yes. In the end, cops allege they recovered a mess of marijuana, which apparently translates to about an ounce. The man was charged with drug possession, driving on a revoked license, and failure to yield. But he'll also suffer the indignity of what he can only hope will be a short-lived internet infamy. Still, I'm sure the arresting officer's parting advice was of great comfort to him. 
I actually told him next time he might want to roll the window down uh, because the marijuana was actually all over the car. Uh, it was almost comical to, to actually see this. All right, and uh, finally, let's go back to Colorado, where two entrepreneurs took a page out of Richard Lee's syllabus and opened their own marijuana school. It's been nearly a year now since federal agents raided Lee's Oaksterdam University in an effort to clamp down on California's flourishing cannabis industry. Now, with the passage of Colorado's Amendment 64, which legalized recreational pot, two 20-somethings saw an opportunity to train those interested in a career in legal weed and opened THC University. THC University held its first class last Saturday, a sold-out seminar called Growing Marijuana 101. The five-hour class covered the basics of indoor growing and offered the opportunity for students to tour a dispensary growing facility. Unlike Oaksterdam, however, THC University students can't work hands-on with marijuana plants as THC shares a campus that forbids it. Instead, students work with tomato plants in class. What they do on their own time, however, is another matter. And those are the top pot stories for Monday, February 11th. As always, you could read more about those stories on HighTimes.com. The news hit schedule is about to get a little bit unpredictable as preparations for the LA Cup are underway and I fly to Los Angeles tomorrow. But please do keep an ear out for West Coast updates later this week as we do our best to bring you the top pot stories from the U.S. and around the world. This has been the High Times News Hit. I'm Mike Hughes. <laughs>